Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five, keeping your eating and dining area clean helps keep your mind on the dinner party and not on the cleanup afterwards. Viva paper towels clean like cloth, trapping splatters and sauces that could become countertop stains or stuck on messes. And they're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. For an exceptional cloth-like paper towel, there's Viva. Visit vivatowels.com to soak up the clean feeling of home. Donald Trump exposed Joe Biden as a corrupt and incompetent lifelong politician at last night's debate. Biden was weak and failed completely to defend himself from the revelations in Hunter Biden's emails. One of Hunter's business partners gave a pre-debate news conference confirming the worst allegations against the Biden crime family. And he's got all of the records to prove it. With these stories and more from an American nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now. Thank you for tuning in to Right Now. This conversation never ends. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Right Now Jim Dawes. You can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws or at gmail.com, or you can call or text the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. Well, that debate last night was a very different animal than the first debate. Uh, I think the debate commission thought by muting the candidates' microphones during their first two-minute response in the various segments that it was uh, it was going to harm Donald Trump. It had the just the opposite effect. Uh, you know, Donald Trump took all of the blame for the chaos that was the first debate. But if you look at that debate, the early parts of it, it was it was it wasn't Trump that started the interrupting. It was Joe Biden and Chris Wallace who uh, jumped in and tried to. Uh, basically shout Trump down every time he started to really dig in on Joe Biden. And I think in Trump's usual style, hitting back twice as hard, uh, he just figured that that was the ground rules for the debate, and those were the rules he was going to go for. And, you know, under those circumstances, he won the first debate too. He definitely won last night's debate. Joe Biden had no answer when he was confronted with the corruption uh, that's been exposed in Hunter Biden's emails. His his only response was falling back on that uh, Democrat talking point. Oh, it's Russian disinformation, Russian disinformation. It's a joke now. It It doesn't play anymore. But the president basically took Joe Biden apart piece by piece. Joe Biden locked down in his basement for six days preparing for this debate. And you got to give it to old Joe. He was mostly gaff free and at times he was kind of coherent but as the evening wore on he uh, he descended into his regular uh, word salad <laughs> grammatical chaos couldn't really explain himself and i got to give it to Kristen wilker i i thought she was going to be a lot worse than she was she is a democrat she's a committed democrat that's quite clear from the phrasing of her questions but she did allow donald trump to uh, to make his points and at times in the evening she even asked a few tough questions of joe biden she is by far you know uh we've had three debates so far two presidential and one vice presidential debate she's by far so uh you know better 
than uh, than Chris Wallace and the 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 woman from USA Today. Uh, I can't remember her name. The president, uh, his big theme last night, which he drove home, is he is the outsider, even though he is a uh, an incumbent now. He's still the outsider because uh, the Washington Swamp has done everything to try to keep him from implementing his policies and expel him from the swamp, banish him. And despite their best efforts, Trump delivered. He delivered on the economy. He delivered on securing the borders. He kept us out of foreign wars. And the president was pretty effective. He's not a, he's not a skilled debater. Let's face it. Joe Biden is a sitting duck for a skilled debater. If, if he had had uh, Josh Hawley or Ted Cruz up there, they would have uh, they would have absolutely decimated him. But the you know the president did a pretty good job with his limited debating skills because he's got so much on his side. He continued to cast himself as an outsider and pointed out repeatedly that Joe Biden's been in the Washington swamp for forty seven years. And every time Joe Biden said, you know, return to these themes of what he's going to do, what he's going to do, Trump would say, well, why haven't you done it? You were in the White House with Barack Obama for eight years. Didn't get any of this done. Now you want us to believe that if we just give you four more, that you will suddenly transform into an effective politician. It's kind of a joke. But Kristen Wilker, uh, just like in the other two debates, went right at uh, Donald Trump and this administration's response to the COVID crisis. Now, you could argue that, well, you know, that's the number one issue. But it's already that's that's already been uh, asked and answered. But I'm glad she did, because finally, with this two minute uh, muting of the opponent's microphone donald trump got a chance to lay out a uh, a pretty effective and coherent defense of this administration's response so as you know 2.2 million people modeled out were expected to die we closed up the greatest economy and see this is where (laughs) this is where i want to throw a shoe at the tv this was a, a perfect opportunity for the president to point out the early modeling presented by the Democrats' own scientists, Anthony Fauci and, uh, and Dr. Burks, said that if the administration did everything right, that they predicted between 200 and 400,000 400, deaths, 200 and 400,000 deaths. That's about where we are. So according to the scientists that the Democrats demand we believe, this administration has pretty much done everything right. Let's get back to this clip. In the world, in order to fight this horrible disease that came from China, it's a worldwide pandemic. It's all over the world. You see the spikes in Europe and many other places right now. Uh, if you notice, the mortality rate is down 85 uh, percent. The excess mortality rate is way down and much lower than almost any other country. And we're fighting it and we're fighting it hard. There is a spike. There was a spike in Florida and it's now gone. There was. So, you know, Joe Biden's attacks on the presidents over the Chinese virus have always been, well, he has no plan and I've got a plan. Well, quite obviously, this administration has a plan 
early on in this, they, they uh, assembled a task force and, uh, you know, ramped up the production of uh, personal protective equipment, implemented the warp speed program to rush therapeutics and a vaccine to market, have done, uh, you know, early lockdowns and then transitioned back to reopening the economy. Joe Biden, for his part, says, well, I have a plan. But any time he doesn't articulate and didn't again last night what this plan involves. But any time he is pressed on what's your plan, he lists a long uh, recitation of things that this administration has already done. And the president took the opportunity last night to point out Joe Biden's chief of staff said that the Obama administration's response to the SARS epidemic was a disaster and they didn't know anything about what they were doing. These uh, attacks on the COVID virus are so cynical uh, that it's really disgusting. It's a national crisis. This administration has responded, and the Democrats are just trying to politicize it. And Joe Biden, um, the president, pointed out that uh, he wants to shut down the uh, uh, economy again. And Joe Biden has said that on national TV, that if the experts, and by the experts he means Anthony Fauci, who is all over the map, says to shut down the economy, that that's what he will do. But you haven't ruled out more shutdowns. Oh, well, no, I, I'm not shutting down the name, but there are, look, they need standards. The standard is if you have a reproduction rate in a community that's above a certain level, everybody says, slow up. more. So- everybody says... Shut it down. No, everybody doesn't say that. That's one of Joe Biden's typical responses when he's accused of his obvious corruption. He says, well, nobody says I'm corrupt. And when he uh, is, you know, challenged with uh, his programs, he says, well, everybody says that this is what we should do. Both of those statements are obviously wrong. There are a, a, a huge portion of the scientific community that have pointed out that these lockdowns have been counterproductive 3,500 epidemiologists signed on to this bearing Barrington declaration, the great Barrington declaration pointing out that these lockdowns are a disaster, both in terms of the economy and in human life. And this, uh, this virus has, you know, certain, characteristics that allow you to keep the economy open because the death rate is below that of seasonal flu for most people. The people that are vulnerable are elderly and uh, people with underlying conditions, and those are the people that should be advised to, to shelter and protect themselves until the rest of the population gets herd immunity. Trump hit uh, hit Biden pretty hard on his plans to shut down the economy again. Look, all he does is talk about shutdowns, but forget about him. His Democrat governors, Cuomo in New York. You look at what's going on in California. You look at Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Democrats, Democrats all. They're shut down so tight and they're dying. They're dying. And he supports all these people. All he talks about is shutdowns. No, we're not going to shut down. So this is uh, this is where Trump was more presidential last night. He might have pointed out in that 
response that the reason that the Democrats in New York and California and Illinois and Washington and uh, Oregon and North Carolina, the reason those Democrat governors are shutting down the economy is not for health reasons. They want the economy to suffer until after November 9th, is it? Yeah, November 9th, I've already voted. Uh, because they think it'll help their, their reelection. One of the big weaknesses uh, Biden ran up against last night is his his uh, two faced uh, answers on his plans on the Green New Deal and banning fossil fuels and fracking. He's caught on the horn, horns of this dilemma because he ran one way during the. Democrat primaries, and then immediately started saying the exact opposite during the general election. We'll bring clips on that right after these messages. Stick with us. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. So the experts are telling us that the big um, collapse of Joe Biden last night was when he promised to end carbon emissions in the United States by the year, the year 2030. Of course, that will mean a, uh, a complete and total elimination of the oil and natural gas industry in all forms by then. He says we're all going to get in electric cars, and he's going to power these cars with renewable energy. That means wind and solar if Joe Biden really believes that we can put up enough windmills and solar panels to power this economy, he is, uh, he's delusional. It just can't happen. I guess we're not supposed to drive or run our factories during the winter when the sun doesn't shine. And if the wind doesn't blow, we'll just have to shut everything down. And the president highlighted this and, uh, and Joe's, uh, hypocrisy and dishonesty in his, uh, his claims that, uh, now he's for, uh, fracking. Here's a clip, um, that the, the, uh, the Trump campaign put together at the invitation of Joe Biden pointing out his past statements on fracking and comparing it to now. I never said I oppose fracking. You said it on tape. I did show the tape. Put it on your website. I'll put it on. on. (laughs) That was a dumbass uh, thing for Biden to say. Show the tape. Uh, I don't know if he was just uh, ad-libbing there or isn't aware of the existence of all these tapes. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? 
No, we would, we would we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. What about say stopping fracking and stopping yes. the pipeline and yes. infrastructure yes. And, 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 exactly. and no new fracking. You got to transition away from it. Look, you're going to ban fracking all across America right now, right? I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to too. I'd love to make sure we don't use any oil or gas. Period. So look in my eyes. I guarantee. I guarantee. We're going to end fossil fuel. We are going to end fossil fuel. It's a disaster. This, uh, the major portions, probably the biggest portion of the American economy is based on our energy sector. When you consider that the rest of the economy runs off of the intersection in uh, the infrastructure and the uh, energy sector. This country spent decades saying that we need to be energy independent so we can uh, stop our reliance on Middle Eastern oil. We finally, under the Trump administration, have achieved that goal and become actually an energy exporter. And Joe Biden wants to work it out by 2035, 15 years from now. That's insane. You'll put millions of people out of work in this country, and you won't have any uh, appreciable effect on uh, on the climate, even if you buy into the man-made climate change. Because those markets will just be filled by the Middle East and Russia, and China will continue to, you know, pollute. But uh, Biden is beholding to the far left of his party. And uh, he fed them these these uh, lies during the Democrat debate, and now he's uh, he's uh, the Democrat primaries, and now he's trying to square the circle. But this is the soundbite that came last night that the experts are telling us are really uh, going to be devastating to Biden's election chances. No would he close down false. the oil industry? It's would you close it's down the oil? By the way, I would transition from the oil industry. Yes. Oh, I will transition. That is a big statement. That's because I would stop. Why would you do that? Because the oil industry pollutes significantly. I see. Here's the deal. But that's a big statement. Well, if you let me finish the statement, because it has to be replaced by renewable energy over time, over time, and I'd stop giving to the oil industry. I'd stop giving them federal subsidies. He won't give federal subsidies to the to the gas. Excuse me, to the to uh, solar and wind. Yeah. Why are we giving it to oil industry? We actually do All give right. it to solar and wind. We and have that's one maybe final the biggest question. statement in terms of business. That's the biggest statement. Okay. Because we basically, what he's saying question. is he is Mr. going President. to destroy the oil industry. Okay. Will you remember that Texas? Will you okay. remember that Pennsylvania, Oklahoma? Vice President Biden. What he's going to do is destroy the economy. He would destroy it utterly. You know, he's saying that, well, I, I only meant um, oil exploration and fracking on, um, on public lands. Anybody that knows anything about this country knows that out west, about uh, two-thirds of the land is federal lands. And if you prevent energy exploration on those lands you'll destroy the American economy and the American energy sector. Yeah, and and Biden's plan saying we're going to transition away from fossil fuels reminds me a lot of the 
the lies that we were fed when we uh, when Washington put us into these disastrous trade deals. They told us, well, if we ship these manufacturing jobs offshore to Mexico and China and the and the um, third world countries, that that we don't want these jobs anymore. We'll train our workers in the new economy. We'll teach them how to code. We'll teach them to be in the service industries. Of course, that never happened. We lost the jobs, and it destroyed communities across this country. Now they're telling us, well, we're going to, we're going to power your cars and our factories with wind and solar. And that's going to create jobs in those new sectors. It's the same lies. You cannot possibly power a modern economy like the United States with wind and solar. What are you going to do? Uh, Nobody can drive. When the sun's not shining and the wind's not blowing, we can't run our factories. Uh, uh, Germany bought into this lie and eliminated nuclear power and uh, and severely limited um, fossil fuels. It lasted about 10 years before they realized it was a disaster. And now they're importing huge amounts of natural gas from uh, from Russia. They have they have scrapped their green new deal. And I thought the president was very effective in his defense of uh, pulling out of the Paris climate accords by pointing out that it was holding America to standards that China and Russia and India and other big industrial nations weren't being held to for another 20 years. And of course, when that 20 year Uh, deadline came around they still wouldn't meet it but in the meantime america's economy and millions of jobs would have been wrecked here's the president um pointing out his defense from withdrawing from the paris climate accord we have done an incredible job environmentally we have the cleanest air the cleanest water and the best carbon emission standards that we've seen in many many years Vice President and we Biden. haven't destroyed our industries. Yeah, I think uh, I think this is going to have um, a disastrous effect on Joe Biden's election chances. You know, his uh, his environmental um, support may be increased, but people that actually work for a living and uh, and need jobs are going to recognize this uh, this false choice last night they returned to this accusation against donald trump that he was putting in kids in cages and the president uh, promptly pointed out that it was uh it was not the trump administration that built these cages it was the obama administration and he defended ending the catch and release program that acted as a magnet for illegal immigration into this country and what a disaster that policy was. It just shows that he has no understanding of immigration or the laws. Catch and release is a disaster. A murderer would come in. A rapist would come in. A very bad person would come in. We would take their name. We have to release them into our country. And then you say they come back. 
less than 1% of the people come back. We have to send ICE out and Border Patrol out to find them. We would say, come back in two years, three years. We're going to give you a court case. You need. <laughs> so, I mean, the president was wrong. It wasn't 1% that came back. It was much higher than that. It was uh, about 2.5% of people issued summons ever came back for their court date. But even worse is the catch and release program sent a signal to Mexico and South America that if you cross the border, you'll just be given a piece of paper and you can come back for your court date or not, but you'll be allowed to stay in the United States. It was a disaster. And this accusation that, you know, we put kids in cages. They said, well, you've got 500 kids that you still can't reunite with their parents. 500 when you consider... The hundreds of thousands that were pouring in under catch and release is a very small number because those kids were brought to this country by human smugglers, people traffickers, coyotes, and their parents weren't with them to begin with. My question is, why aren't these parents trying to recover their own children? We're going to run out to a break. We'll finish up on the debate last night, and then we'll look at the newest revelations on Hunter Biden's email scandal. Right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. A daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Well, even the mainstream media who hates Donald Trump had to acknowledge last night that he was very effective against Joe Biden, and Joe Biden really hurt himself. One of the big topics in the debate was Joe Biden's plans for uh, our health care. I was very upset that the president missed the opportunity to point out Joe Biden's promise to provide government taxpayer funded health care for illegal immigrants. Anybody that sneaks into our country is going to be eligible for taxpayer funded health insurance. But he was, uh, Trump was very effective in pointing out that Joe Biden's public option is, in fact, and will end in, uh, in socialized health care. I think he could have made it even better if he had pointed out that if you have a public option, what will happen almost immediately is private health insurers and private employers uh, will, will join that public option and, uh, and it will lead to the collapse of privately uh, provided health care. When he says public option, he's talking about socialized medicine and when he and and health care. When he talks about a public option, he's talking about destroying your Medicare, totally destroying and destroying your Social Security. That was absolutely the perfect opportunity for Trump to point out these irresponsible promises to provide taxpayer funded health care to illegal immigrants. Here's what uh, Biden had to say about it. The left, the opening for Donald Trump to to um, take him on on this issue. What I'm going to do is pass Obamacare with a public option and become Biden care. 
when I, Oh, we're going to have Biden care. There's, there's Joe plagiarizing again. He's going to have Biden care. It's going to be a public option. Why would employers ever provide private health insurance for their employees when they can just tell them, Oh, go join the public option. And of course that public option will like every other government program inevitably result in huge cost increases and a collapse of the quality of health care. And, uh, and Biden mentioned in his response there uh, about Social Security. He's been all over the airwaves down here in Florida <clears throat> and other states with large um, retired populations saying that Donald Trump wants to cut Social Security and he'll protect it. I can't even believe Joe Biden is uh, is doing that because he's got a long and documented history of saying that that's just what he is willing to do. When I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. But I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time. That is an absolutely devastating ad. It's a 20-second ad from the Trump campaign, and they need to keep that in steady rotation in the uh, lead-up to this election. But again, I, I point out that uh, you know the, the, the most scathing critique and the one that's really going to do Joe Biden a lot of damage was Trump painting Joe Biden is just another career politician. They came out and said very strongly. That's, uh, I'm looking for this clip. Here we go. But why didn't he do it four years ago? Why didn't you do that four years ago, even less than that? Why didn't you I do it? You were vice president. You keep talking about all these things you're going to do and you're going to do this. But you were there just a short time ago and you guys did nothing. We did. You know, Joe, I, I ran because of you. I ran because of Barack Obama, because you did a poor job. If I thought you did a good job, I would have never run. I would have never run. I ran because of you. I'm looking at you now. You're a politician. I ran because of you. 47 years in Washington. Now Joe Biden comes forward and says all of these things he's going to do. Everything he did do in his 47 years turned out to be a disaster. I think it was uh, his former Secretary of Defense, uh, Gates, that said Joe Biden has been wrong on every foreign policy decision in his entire career. But even Jake Tapper had to admit that that was a devastating critique and was, in fact, the truth. That Biden struggled when Trump confronted him with the question of, you've been in politics for 47 years, you were vice president for eight years, why didn't you do that then? Mm -hmm. I thought that was the most effective thing that Trump did. uh, Well, it was very effective. I don't know if it was the most effective on the various issues. Um, uh, a lot of the mainstream media had to had to acknowledge that Trump had a point. At one point, they uh, they started talking about the the uh, threat posed by North Korea, and John Carl admitted the real history of that disaster. Um, but that moment. Uh, you know, you have to remember what he inherited. 
He inherited a complete and total failure, uh, a bipartisan failure of the greatest foreign policy minds, or so we thought, uh, in our country, who had tried to deal with the North Korean threat, beginning with the Clinton administration into the entirety of the of the of the second Bush administration and the Obama administration. They had tried to uh, prevent North Korea from getting nuclear weapons. Uh, it failed entirely. They developed a, a rather extensive nuclear program and uh, the, uh, the the missile program that could potentially deliver those weapons to the United States. So that's what uh, Donald Trump inherited, and he tried something radically different uh, to deal with it. Well, here's what he tried. They keep saying that you know he's sucking up to dictators and Kim Jong-un. The policy prior to Donald Trump was a uh, a stick. They kept, you know, uh, imposing more and more sanctions and more and more threats against North Korea, and it had absolutely uh, the opposite effect. What Trump did was offer a carrot and a stick. He didn't relieve any of the sanctions against North Korea, but he met with their uh, the the little fat rocket man, and uh, he he said that you know you've seen uh, the punishments for continuing your nuclear program but here are the incentives to move away from that and he had a you know a, a cordial relationship with kim jong-un and it appears that it has had the desired effect point uh, trump pointed out in the debate that um you know uh, barack obama himself said that he believed that that was the most pressing issue and w- would end up in a war. Well, we're now almost entirely through the first term of the Trump administration. There has been no war, not in North Korea and not anywhere else. Trump hasn't gotten this bogged down in any of these stupid wars. There's another opportunity that Trump missed last night. He should have pointed out when uh, when Biden tried to put him on the spot on North Korea that, well, your foreign policy got us bogged down in Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria and Libya. Lost thousands of American lives and tens of thousands of American lives ruined. Why should we trust you on any other foreign policy um, issues? As same John Carl acknowledged that... Um, that Trump uh, had some themes running through last night's debate. Donald Trump was much more disciplined. He wasn't doing all the interruptions. He actually had a theme at times. The theme that Joe Biden is a politician. When Biden would come up with something, why didn't you do it when you were in power? 47 years, why didn't you do it? So much more disciplined, Donald Trump. Donald- oh, yeah, it, it was much better. Uh, but I don't think you can blame Donald Trump for what happened in the first debate. I think that Donald Trump should today immediately call for a third debate. It was originally promised by the debate commission that they would have three debates. Of course, the second debate fell apart when uh, when they wanted to move it entirely online. Well, now they've shown that you can have a debate in person safely. And then subsequently, their second debate moderator, Steve Scully, was exposed colluding with uh, – the uh, Trump-hating Anthony Scaramucci. Yeah, Trump should definitely say, well, we're going to have three debates. We've got time. Let's go ahead and have another debate next week. 
it'd be very interesting whether the Biden campaign would agree to that if they it's a no lose situation for Trump. Because if he does agree to a third debate, then we'll have more and more of these revelations that are coming out from Hunter Biden's emails. And if he refuses to debate, then uh, Trump can paint him as hiding in his basement. You know, I want to I want to talk a little bit, uh, make one more point about uh, Biden's health care plan. At last night's debate, Biden said in response to a question that under Obamacare, nobody lost their health insurance coverage. That is such a massive lie that it should be on the front pages of the newspapers. Millions of people, in fact, lost their health care coverage when they couldn't afford these premiums under Obamacare that on average went up four times, quadrupled. And then you had these deductibles that uh, made the policy ultimately worthless. That should be the lie of the year. As a matter of fact, it was previously uh, characterized as the lie of the year back in 2016 or 2013 by PolitiFact. We'll do one more point on the debate. Ari Fletcher, uh, on his critique of the debate, say that said that Donald Trump had won on three major points. Let Biden hang himself with his own liberal, typical politician words. And that's what the president did very artfully tonight. Look, Sean, I think there were three things that the president did tonight really strong. Number one, he established an overarching theme. An outsider with results versus the ultimate insider, typical politician who has no results and keeps moving left. That's a great theme to keep working on. Two, he went beyond the base. Criminal justice reform, his appeal to African Americans. The president made a very cogent case of all the things that he has done and delivered for the black community and did so with substance. And he came back to criminal justice reform, a very big issue. And the third thing was where he typically plays defense on COVID, the president had the best line of the night where the president said, we have to learn to live with the virus. Biden said, we have to learn to die with the virus. The American people are going to side with President Trump on this one. So he had strong debate tonight. Those were the three highlights that stood out in my mind. Yeah, they need to put that uh, that statement by Joe Biden that we have to learn to die with the virus on a loop and uh, and run it on uh, on his ads. We're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to take a look at this news conference that was held by um, one of Hunter Biden's business partners detailing the corruption of the Biden crime family. Stick with us. We'll be right back. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com.
So about two hours prior to the debate at Belmont College in Nashville, Tennessee last night, um, Hunter Biden's former business partner, uh, Tony Bobulewski, it's <laughs> quite a name, uh, held, a, held a press conference. And uh, he, he detailed his experience as the CEO of Hunter Biden's corrupt influence peddling operation. And uh, it, it, most of the mainstream media ignored this press conference and didn't come, but enough did, including Fox News, where it's out there now. They're suppressing it hard on Twitter and Facebook. If you go and search the terms Bobolewski, B-O-B-U-L-I-N-S-K-I, you will not find it. It won't, it won't uh, re, uh, return this video. But it's out there now. We've got two weeks to the election, and it's, uh, it's going to have an effect. Here it is. Lieutenant in the United States. Let me uh, let me try to do a bit better job with this on the level. I served as a lieutenant in the United States Navy with high security clearance. My father and grandfather both served for decades in our country's armed forces. Since leaving the Navy, I've been involved in various successful businesses, both in this country and abroad. I'm making this statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden, in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know, and everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. And the American people can judge for themselves. I brought, I guess, for record, three phones that spanned the years 2015 through 2018. These phones have never been held by anybody else besides myself. I was told this past Sunday by somebody who was also involved in this matter that if I went public this information, it'd be, it would bury all of us, man, the Bidens included. I have no wish to bury anyone. I've never been political. The few contributions I have made have been to Democrats. But what I am is a patriot and a veteran. To protect my family name and my business reputation, I need to ensure that the true facts are out there. In late 2015, I was approached by James Gillier, whom I had known for many years, about joining him in a deal which he said would involve the Chinese state-owned enterprise, CFC China, Energy, and what he called one of the most prominent families in the United States. I was informed first by Gillier, and then by Hunter Biden, and by Rob Walker, who was working with the Bidens, that the Bidens wanted to form a new entity with CFC, which was to invest in infrastructure, real estate, 
and technology in the U.S. and around the world, and the entity would initially be capitalized with $10 million and then grow to billions of dollars of investment capital. After months of discussion, I agreed to Gillier and Hunter Biden's request to become CEO of the entity to be called Sinohawk. Sino representing the Chinese side, Hawk representing Hunter Biden's brother Bo's favorite animal. And between February and May 2017, we exchanged numerous emails, documents, and WhatsApp messages concerning Sinohawk and its potential business. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, and a, at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe, that night we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. After that meeting, I had numerous communications with Hunter, Walker, Gillier, and Jim Biden regarding the allocation of the equity ownership of Sinohawk. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden, and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face. In fact, I was advised by Gillier and Walker that Hunter and Jim Biden were paranoid about keeping Joe Biden's involvement secret. I also had a disagreement with Hunter about the funds CFC was contributing to Sinohawk. Hunter wanted five million of those funds to go to himself and his family. So he wanted the funds wired directly to an entity affiliated with him. I objected because that was contrary to our written agreements concerning Sinohawk. He said, referring to the chairman, his father, that CFC was really investing in the Biden family, that he held the Trump card, and that he was the one putting his family legacy on the line. He also said to me on May 17, 2017, that CFC wanted to be my partner, to be partner with the Bidens. During these negotiations, I repeated to Hunter and others that Sinohawk could not be Hunter's personal piggy bank. And I demanded that proper corporate governance procedures be implemented for capital distributions. Hunter became very upset with me. CFC through, two, through July 2017 was assuring me the funds would be transferred to Sinohawk, but they were never sent to our company. Instead, I found out from Senator Johnson's September report that the $5 million was sent in August 2017 to entities affiliated with Hunter. Tomorrow, I will be meeting with the Senate committee members concerning this matter, and I will be providing to the FBI the devices which contain the evidence corroborating what I have said. So I will not be taking any questions at this time. That is an absolutely devastating revelation against the Joe Biden campaign. I do not know how the media is going to continue to keep a lid on this. Well, I say I don't know. I, I do know what's going to happen next to Tony Bobolowski. 
he is going to be characterized as a stooge of Vladimir Putin. He's going to, they're going to say that what he said is disinformation. They're going to try to smear and ruin this man's career. You can't really wrap your head around how much courage it took for Tony Bobulewski to come forward and have that press conference. And this is exactly what it's going to take to expose the Biden crime family. Now, I've heard certain defenses. Well, that uh, this happened in 2017, and Joe Biden was no longer the vice president. Well, if that's true, then that Joe Biden wasn't doing anything wrong, why were they so determined to hide his involvement in this? Of course he was going to benefit and profit personally. And there's every reason to believe that Joe Biden was contemplating a run for the presidency in 2017. I know that he was being pushed to do that by the Democrat Party. And Joe Biden has lied and lied repeatedly about having no knowledge of Hunter Biden's business dealings. We now know that. The only way you can deny it at this point is try to destroy Tony Bobolewski. And there's no reason to believe uh, that he can be destroyed. Well, he can be destroyed personally. He's going to have a very hard time getting a job. If Joe Biden wins this election, uh, he'll probably be prosecuted by the the, uh, attorneys in the Southern District of New York. This guy showed massive amounts of courage in making sure that the American people had all of the information they need going into this election. At the debate last night, uh, Trump brought up this issue, not as effectively as I thought he could have, but hopefully well enough to let the American people know that this issue exists, the low information voters that have been uh, kept in the dark by the media and social media. Last night, um, it was trending on Google. It was one of the number one searches. Of course, Google's probably returning a bunch of uh, results that show that uh, this has been debunked and all of these other Democrat defenses. Here is Trump last night pointing this issue out. Number one. Number two, I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe. And your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10 percent to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. Joe Biden can't continue to run and hide from this. These accusations of Russian disinformation and nobody said this and nobody said that. That's not going to stand up. But this is where I take, you know, I'm disappointed in Donald Trump's um, debating skills. That was the perfect time to point out Hunter Biden's emails or text messages, I should say, to his daughter saying that I have paid for everything for this entire family for 30 years. And that at least I won't make you give half of your salary to me like Pop does. Pop, of course, being Joe Biden. Trump continued to hammer on this issue. 
very effectively. I sold, while he was selling pillows and sheets, I sold tank busters to Ukraine. There has been nobody tougher on Russia than Donald Trump. And I'll tell you, they were so bad. They took over the, the submarine port. You remember that very well. During your term, during you and Barack Obama, they took over a big part of what should have been Ukraine. You handed it to them. But you were getting a lot of money from Russia. They were paying you a lot of money, and they probably still are. But now, with what came out today, it's even worse. All of the emails, the emails, the horrible emails of the kind of money that you were raking in, you and your family. And Joe, you were vice president when some of this was happening, and it should have never happened. And I think you owe an explanation to the American people. Why is it? Somebody just had a news conference a little while ago who was essentially supposed to work with you and your family. But what he said was damning. And regardless of me, I think you have to clean it up and talk to the American people. Maybe you can do it right now. I don't know if Joe Biden's going to run back and hide to his, in his basement. I don't know if the media is uh, is finally going to be sh- shamed into actually doing their job and talking about this. Jill Biden is out there defending it, saying that these are personal attacks and nobody wants to hear about it. But most certainly we do want to hear it and we need to hear it. Well, that takes us to the end of another week right here on Right Now with Jim Dawes. It's going to be interesting, the developments over the weekend, and I hope you'll come back here Monday, and we'll talk about more of that then. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.